Is it really that important to eat organic? What is conscious parenting? Is homeopathy actually work? Oh God, the flu. How do I beat it naturally? How do I prepare for birth? What are the benefits of meditation? This is Healthy Happy Home, the podcast community that offers discussions and solutions for a fully conscious and integrative approach to living and parenting. We will explore and open up the topics of natural health and well-being, holistic parenting, consciousness and work-life balance to empower you to live your healthiest, happiest life. We're so grateful that you're joining us on this journey. We'd love it if you could take the time to rate, review and subscribe. It will help other people to find us so that we can grow our Elevation Nation. This season of Healthy Happy Home is sponsored by Mega Home Water Distillers, the most reliable and efficient home drinking water distiller. Mega Home are kindly offering listeners of the Healthy Happy Home podcast a 5% discount. Just use the code HHH5 at checkout. Thank you to Mega Home. Looking for a wellness break in the UK? Well, you're in the right place. At Retreat Life, we take small groups on exclusive escapes to focus on well-being, fitness and health. Relax, reconnect and re-energise on one of our empowering retreats, all located in unique locations within the natural beauty of the British countryside. For more info, go to www.retreatlife.co.uk. Everyone, welcome back to the Healthy Happy Home podcast. This is our first episode of series two, and as we're in the midst of this COVID 19, we are recording from home over Zoom, as many people find themselves working from home these days. So, apologies in advance, it might not sound as perfect as we would have liked it to. Um, but while we find ourselves headed into the third week of lockdown in the UK, we see that there's a lot of fear coming from some of the more mainstream media and many different conspiracies going around. So it's not always easy to know what to believe, but what we do know is that a lot of people are witnessing suffering, both physical and emotionally. And although many people are finding light and life-changing positives coming out of this, there's still many people feeling very anxious, vulnerable, and some facing tragedy and sorrow. So even though we began recording season two a while ago, we decided to rejig things and make this episode particularly relevant to the circumstances we find ourselves in, in the hope of being able to offer some guidance and perspective. So when we, um, w- there was one person really who came to mind when we thought about how we wanted to achieve that for you, um, more so than medical doctors or even holistic health practitioners. We feel very much that people are in real need of spiritual and emotional guidance at the moment. So to that end, we are truly honoured to be speaking today to Chloe Garcia-Ponce, a Mexican healer or curandera, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, (laughs) or medicine woman, perhaps even shaman, with gifts too complex and special for us to be able to befittingly articulate in a short bio. So Chloe, thank you so much for joining us. And if it's okay, we'd just like to hand over to you so you can talk us through your beautiful gifts and how you use them. And from there, with a deeper understanding of what it is that you do, we can then perhaps talk about how to navigate this situation. Well, I want to thank you both for inviting me and, and to be able to, to have this platform to discuss during these challenging times. You know, I'm, I'm actually a very private person. I don't really like to talk about the spiritual world in such a commercial way because 
I think that it's something that is uh, very private and, and, and it's a process that needs to be unveiled mm. with a lot of intimacy and respect. But, you know, I think right now the fact that we are so contained and we are forced to be, you know, with, with each other and, uh, and not having the human experience to, to overcome the fears and the sadness and the grief and the frustration and the anger. You know, for me, it's, I think it's important now that we all come together as a community, a spiritual community, and we elevate uh, these dark times. Absolutely. You know, it's, uh, I mean, in a way, there's something quite beautiful that's happening to the earth. And it, there's a lot of pause and reset and just being able to see the vibrancy of the sky and to hear the, the animal kingdom come alive. And, and, you know, I think the fact that we're going through this during the springtime and we really are able to connect with the rebirth energy that the earth is, 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 is allowing us to witness. And so yeah. that is the energy that we need to grab or, or connect to because we are going through a rebirth process in our own life. You know, the things that don't serve us anymore or certain kind of limiting patterns that we've, we've been forced to, to live by because of a certain tone of our society, you know, we're being completely just wiped away from all of that, from our financial security, from everything that we thought was valuable. And now we have to re reassess and, and, and understand that, yes, we need to have money. Money is important it's an, and it's an exchange of energy. But what kind of energy is dictating that, you know, the monetary um, flow in our life? Mm. And the fact that we are being not just locked down physically, emotionally, but also monetary-wise. And so the one thing that we have in this moment to work on, to really create a vibrancy and magnetism, is our spiritual body. Yeah. You know, because we talk about boosting our immune system, which is very important, but that's the physical form. And then there's the emotional form as well of the body, you know, that we have to process a lot of the things that maybe a lot of uh, people don't want to deal with, you know, if it's their anger, their sadness, their grief. Uh, so we have to be able to contain and, and find a safe place in our home and within ourselves to be able to let go of all of this. And then we need to also create another place within ourselves that feels sacred to allow the spiritual body to, to awaken and to evolve in this time of uncertainty. I mean, you know, the thing is, is that even though there's a lot of people dying in the world right now, there's a lot of death, there's a lot of birth and a lot of beauty as well. And so we have to be reminded that we are part of this beautiful dance of, of transformation where we die and, and we become born again. And energetically, it makes sense, but on, on the physical plane, people are just resisting against that death, if it's physical, emotional, or spiritual. And I find that in these times, being able to, to recognize what is important, you know, it's our, our family, our friendships, our community, 
and how we barter or we exchange that energy of love. That it's not about, you know, what I can get out of this. Uh, how am I going to, you know, be able to continue to, to sustain a lifestyle that maybe wasn't healthy? So yes, we can be angry at, at, our, at our governments for not um, taking care of us or, you know, but it's also a time to feel that we need to empower ourselves. We cannot depend on other people to tell us how to take care of ourselves or what we need to do in order to be happy. Yeah. You know, we have the power to connect with our immunity, with our emotional body, with our physical body, with the, the spiritual body. No one, is, no one needs to tell us how to live our lives or how to stay healthy or how to stay balanced. You know, we just need to listen to ourselves and be able to go into a place of intimacy where we can surrender, even if it's the, the, the place that scares us the most. I think, you know, as a society, as a whole, as a world, we've been so disconnected from all of that. You know, we just think that, oh, we're going to travel and that's going to erase, you know, any type of emotional blockage or we're going to connect on, on any type of, you know, electronic uh, gadget and that's going to numb anything that feels uh, uncomfortable or we're just going to start eating certain things because we need to fulfill you know the void inside ourselves it's like we are very lucky in the western world because we have a lot of excess and we can just you know forget about about how to exchange and care for others and just stay in this place of of you know me 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 and what i need but the rest of the world is not like that, you know? you know. There's a lot of developing countries that are less fortunate and have less than we have. And they have to think about how to get water, you know, how to, to survive on, on, on contaminated water mm. and not get sick by malaria and dengue and all of these diseases. And so right now it's like this pandemic or this, this disease that is affecting us all is affecting us all economically as well. It's not just a disease that the, 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 the developing countries are, are experiencing and the less fortunate that don't have. It's like everyone on every economic uh, spectrum is, is being affected. And so I'm hoping that this is going to awaken the consciousness of everyone and realize that, you know, it doesn't matter if we are rich or poor or we're in the middle class it's like this will kill whoever needs to die regardless of the money that you have yeah do you think so that um sorry one of the reasons that everybody is feeling so anxious is because they um a lot of people just believe that say when they go to the doctor the doctor will cure them and what's happening now is that the the doctors are saying we actually can't cope with everybody coming and we might not be able to help you. And everybody's been so reliant on that system to take care of their health that it, it's thrown people completely turn their world upside down. And obviously there's a lot of people in the holistic spiritual world who maybe do look after themselves and, you know, trust their own immunity more. But for, for the majority of people, they've just gone along with expecting the doctors and the medical profession to take care of them. And so now this is, they're not able to do that. I think it's throwing a lot of people into into this kind of anxiety, and that's what we and that's kind of weakening people in itself. So it's something that me and Lauren have talked about. Like you see people being very fearful in England, and the news is giving all this fearful news. But really, 
people just need to know that they'll be fine and that their bodies are very strong and you know and there's a lot of love in the world and sort of bring those messages back but we're not sort of seeing those on the on the media very much so well i think you know there's always we you know we navigate in all these different frequencies and i think that the media you know they sell they sell fear sells yeah empowerment of self does not sell but now it's starting to resurface that truth you know it's 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 just about education you know i think if we empower the masses by being educated then the 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 higher governments or you know people would not have as much power over yeah the farmers and so that's also part of how we've been able to you know the medical system i am so in awe to all the people that are helping every person that is you know affected by this disease and i believe in western medicine very strongly but i also think that we need to be able as humans the way that we did in old times understand the medicine of the earth and understand the plant kingdom and understand all of the the medicine that we have available and how to prevent certain diseases in our bodies and that's just being conscious you know it's it's saying okay well if i can avoid processed sugar that is damaging to me i would rather be you know be drawn to a fruit that is going to give me that life force that will comp- that will give me the satisfaction of what that sugar does emotionally mm-hmm. but it's 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 part of educating you know a family and educating a whole that we need to start understanding the benefits of food instead of the benefits of medicine medicine is necessary when we've gotten to the point where we're so depleted and that's what we need but to prevent all of these diseases and to keep our immunity and 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 our vibrancy our life force we have to understand that food is god's gift to man yeah we are able to prevent all types of diseases if we just have a healthy balanced diet yeah but it's also acquiring that palate it's like you know as a child you have to to the parent is responsible to say okay well i'm going to teach you to like the vegetable i'm going to teach you to like the the fruit yeah you know it's it's this thing where people have just dismissed the the part of education and and say okay well i'm just going to you know I'm going to give birth to this child. I don't have time to take care of this child because I have to take care of all of the finances of the family. So I'm just going to give my child to as a, a place, you know, either that is going to take care of daycare, school and all of that and then not, they don't have the responsibility to to educate them on how to eat and how to stay strong and how to be, you know, connected. the first 7 years of a child's life the formation their their understanding of how to be part of this world is so important and as a parent they have the responsibility to teach that palate yeah so this is throwing families together more than ever before um because there's no nurseries no schools no yeah. no daycare so in 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 many ways it's probably going to be doing a lot of healing just within families we hope there is going to be a lot of healing and there's also going to be a lot of upheaval because i think you know in in certain family dynamics where people have not wanted to you know to to experience 
the difficulties of what's not what's not right in the relationship that's going to come up as well yeah i'm seeing that that with a lot of people it's so important to 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 be able to communicate right now and that's you know the the fear of of being seen and witnessed and that's where we're all at you know we're at the most vulnerable state in our lives in our relationships with our society and if there's one thing that's teaching us to the the interconnectedness or like what, how we are supposed to balance each other's nature and that is right now what is exploding in our face we are seeing the waters being cleansed we're seeing the skies being cleared we're hearing the birds like just manifest their song everything is blooming around us and there's joy in that there's so much joy in that and so we need to just be able to get outside of ourselves and start witnessing this beautiful symphony that's going on around us and that's the that is our teacher she's teaching us how to co-create beauty balance silence but also to be able to, to, to release the chaos and the noise and to be in a place of where we can receive such beauty. Mm. I found that yesterday, actually, um, I had, so I've, uh, my husband is trying to kind of keep his business alive and he just kind of is in the office that I'm in right now. It's at the back of our garden and he's in there from eight till five. So, you know, even if you don't have childcare or even my friends who homeschool, are saying this is very different because they're out every day, they're meeting people. So this dynamic of just being with your children alone all day, it's it really opens up a lot and you start realizing a lot about yourself. Um, I'm trying to observe those things and what I need to improve on, but I'm feeling I, I'm, there's enough that there's more kind of space for acknowledging the changes in energy and um, very much feeling what that's opening up in me. And I just think that if everyone has that at the moment, then there's so much change to be had here. There's so much positive, so much positivity we can take from it. Um, even if you're in this kind of what feel, you know, you were talking about people who have dealing with, you know, contaminated, really, this is not hardship, but in terms of, you know, how difficult we're finding navigating life. I, what I'm finding difficult is, and I'd like to get onto that with you, um, perhaps a bit later about um, children and how they are processing this. I've got a four and a half year old and I noticed, I felt yesterday the shift in energy at the end of the day. I didn't know what this energy was and I was just feeling very, very depleted and it, it was strange, like the atmosphere was strange. And then it was the end of the evening. I realized like a, you know, like a ping. It was him, it was my son realizing a kind of changing, you know, I'm realizing now, right, this day, that day, yesterday was the day that he started changing based on this and not being himself. And, you know, because of the social interaction and not being able to kiss his grandparents and, See his friends and actually walking into a park seeing the playground and not even anymore asking to go into it because he knows he can't and that's a lot to process for a four and a half year old so you know wow i guess one of my biggest questions to you and 
that we can take a lot of guidance from you on is how do we help our children through this? How do we, because yes, you know, we're playing the games, we're having meals together, you know, we're being together a lot, but there's also a lot of change for them to process. And I think many parents listening to this would love some guidance. I mean, I think the most important thing is for the children to feel loved and safe. You know, that is the first thing that as a, as a parent and that we can bring to the family nucleus. But also the thing is we need a sense of routine. Mm. You know, the, that is for, for our headspace, for the depression not to set in. And I was thinking about that, you know, people are like, well, why do I have to make my bed? Why do I even have to wash or clean? Or why do I have to get dressed in the morning? But in a way, the, that is part of the self-love. And if the children are seeing these kinds of routines that are being imposed during this time, it creates a sense of normalcy. Yeah. It creates a sense of, okay, you know, if mommy is, is making the bed, if they're cooking breakfast and we're having lunch, we have to sit down at a lunch table and have lunch together. And then we're going to have our, you know, game time or reading time or nap time. And then if we are going to have conversations via technology with Skype or Zoom and all that with other friends, then let that be part of, but there needs to be a constant. There needs to be a routine every day where they're going to feel safe and they're going to feel connected. And they understand that even though it's not part of their norm, there's still a sense of normality within this chaos that feels safe and grounded. And it's also really important for the parents, you know, to feel that, okay, well, the way that we always have this sense of like, I'm going to wake up, I'm going to go to work, I need to go to the grocery store, it's being productive. It's just we're being productive in a different way. Yeah. And so in order for our minds not to lose a sense of groundedness or, or understanding of how we need to just go into a certain routine effortlessly, because children also understand the energy of the parents. So if they see the parents that are sad, or they see the parents that are angry, or that are frustrated, and you're being contained in, in one room or once in, in a space, they're going to start feeding off of that. And then they're going to start reacting in a way that is impulsive and, and angry and sad. And so for the parents to understand that, you know, we are living organisms that are you know, we, we, we exchange energy all the time. Yeah. And so I know that many families are frustrated or sad or concerned about their financial situation, about how are they going to, you know, pay certain things or how to continue their businesses to flow or there's a lot, a lot of fear about that. But in a way, we have no control over that right now. And if anything, we should hope that our government is going to take care of that aspect of our society all we can do right now yes we have to make sure that we don't lose everything that we've created but we also have to go within and 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 strengthen what we have created and so parents that have children the biggest blessing that you have in your life yes you have your careers but you have these beautiful angels in your homes and if it means spending time with them and reassuring them and connecting again with a way of life that feels very foreign, which is cooking and cleaning and 
and having you know a, a simpler time with your family that's also a huge blessing yeah yeah i was saying um to lauren in, in some ways I, it's been really nice for me with my kids because they're older so they're 14 and 18 and my son arthur because he's 18 he often goes out with his mates and hangs out with his mates, but obviously now he can't go out. He's still speaking to his friends on the phone, but we are after dinner, we're playing guard games and other games and just hanging out more. And actually it's been really nice because I've kind of seen that kind of fun side of his character that he's normally with his friends. And it's really kind of, I, I feel like I'm getting to know, even though he's 18, I'm kind of getting to know a side of him that I didn't know already. It's actually really funny. And, um, yeah, so in, in lots of ways, it seems really like a blessed time for me with my kids because I love they're easy teenagers to hang out with, I think, because they, they don't really, you know, with smaller children, obviously, they need a lot more, you know, like, don't do that, don't fall off that, don't pull down that, you know, they need a lot of, and their attention span is much shorter. But, I, you know, I feel a bit, like, I feel lucky because I feel like I'm, I'm stuck in my house, but I've got teenagers, and so it's actually really nice to hang out with them. And at the moment, they're not sick of us, so... Um, but I think it, like it Lauren, is challenging for teenagers more than anyone. I was just going to say, Tilly happens to have very grounded, well-adjusted teenagers. Most people wouldn't feel like that having teenagers at home, I don't think. But your your kids are very well-adjusted. Yeah, the kids are, yeah, they're, they're great. Um, and they are doing very well with it because I think they're very used to communicating with their friends via social media anyway. Mm. So it's not like for me i've been trying to go on apps like house party apps to talk to all my friends and kind of someone can't work it or it gets noisy and we're all like oh god this is really hectic but for the kids they're like lola will sit and paint for two hours and have three of her friends just on on an app and they chat a bit but they're just kind of there and present with each other and they're very used to that which is I mean, obviously you don't want them to be too used to it because they but they, they do seem to be coping very well with it i mean I, and also i suppose we are enjoying the time so we're sort of saying this is great it's like holiday time you know i'm having to stay at home it's brilliant so they are feeling hopefully underneath that umbrella of us enjoying the time you know i think if i was stressing out and freaking out to them they wouldn't be enjoying it so it's really important like how you are because they're kind of under your wing i suppose but yeah and i guess you can't i think i feel like the fear is about when you start thinking well what if this is six months what if this is yeah. How, are we gonna, how is this going to be 18 months and like that's what's frightening because you think jesus i'm definitely running out of money then and the kids will be sick of me and what will we do and but actually that's just because you're projecting way into the future but if you just think well today it's a beautiful day and everything's fine and probably tomorrow it's going to be better and then tomorrow the next day will be better then that's how i personally how i'm managing you know not to feel anxious about it because i'm just trying to stay really like Oh, look at that you know really present because i've got more time now i'm like watering the garden i'm like making little plants and you know we're spending more time doing things more slowly which is obviously makes 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 us have to be more mindful which is quite nice in a way so it's just like it's just trying not to sort of project into the sphere is what we're all trying to do really isn't it but also the fact that you said something very important is being present and being in the now you know, we read about these concepts and we want to embrace them and we want to feel like we're part of that understanding. But we're putting, this is a moment where we're practicing everything that we read about and that we intellectualize. And so what is it, what does it really mean to be present and to be now in this moment? You know, we can read about it and we can try to intellectualize it, 
but we are all being put to a test yeah. to understand these concepts, concepts of forgiveness, concepts of releasing expectation, concepts of empowerment, concepts of just being present and not be, and not you, we cannot expect anything right now because the more we expect and the, we're leading ourselves into a place of, of frustration. So what can we do in the present moment? And it's all about creating the ritual, the ritual of being present, of creating beauty around us, of seeing the small things that give us joy. If it's baking, if it's cooking, if it's gardening, if it's, you know, writing or drawing or seeing our children, you know, being calm and, and engaged and connected. Yeah, I've seen my children because they're four and a half and one and a half and so it's, you know, my four and a half year old is, you know, he's going to be starting school soon. He's, you know, and the other one's a baby. But through this time, they have absolutely learned how to interact with each other. And I keep sending videos to my family and they, you know, they can't believe it because they're just interacting so beautifully. And, you know, this morning I was cleaning the house and doing the ironing and after a while they get a bit annoyed and then they need me but they were just he was sitting reading to her like pretending to read and mm -hmm. she was just lying there watching and then they it was amazing you know whereas before this they would have moaned a bit and so I would have taken them to do something else and I wouldn't have allowed that to happen so I think kind of allowing this stillness and this present moment to really take over is is creating some sensational things but you were going to say before because when Tilly was talking about teenagers and you were going to say you know teenagers are going to find this the hardest I'd like to because I know there's many people listening who have teenagers I mean I think I'm just going to say something about what you were talking about mm -hmm. how your children it's so important for children to be bored yes yeah no I agree I do always actually advocate that but yeah it's uh, yeah, our modern life doesn't really uh, like give much time for boredom though doesn't it it's just like there's so much so much stimulation and so yeah. much you know stuff going on well there was <laughs> but it, this is also a really amazing thing that's happened i know that the kid you know teenagers are not liking the fact that they have to be bored and they don't have access to all the things that overstimulates them and 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 that's why there's a lot of anger that's surfacing and rebelliousness because you know, the hormones are changing in all of these kids. And all they're thinking about is, how am I going to meet someone, connect with someone? And they're being contained with that sexual energy. And this is also a time when, you know, they're starting to become more independent and they're starting to understand what it is to leave the nest and to, co and to create their own identity and their, you know, own uh, creative voice. And that's being repressed yeah it's being taken away from them completely and so it's so important in this moment to to communicate with them and to talk to them and to make them understand that you know that they're not being sent back to a place where they have to regress it's like their gifts as you know becoming young women and, and young men like you have to like intellectually stimulate them to have conversations you know for them to feel like they are becoming adults yeah, my kids are learning to cook, thanks to my husband. <laughs> I hope that for a lot of people, actually, because I've seen that with a lot of friends of mine who don't cook. Um, and they're starting to, you know, 
go on my website and get recipes and some some of my best friends who have never done any of my recipes like calling me right how do I make this and what ingredients do I need I've made cookies <laughs> yay you know I just wow mums and dads getting in the kitchen and cooking fresh stuff from scratch for their children it's just you know so important um but Chloe I'd like if it's okay to just go back and for you to tell us more about you and your background and what it is you do and what you offer because it's so interesting and so expansive and I think so important for people listening to what you're saying to understand where where you're coming from I mean my journey as a medicine woman is uh it's it's it's, it's quite a, a beautiful but I just feel like I I know that a lot of people are interested in this journey, but in these times, I feel it feels very strange to talk about myself, okay, my spiritual path. Like I have no problem opening up about it. I just right now it just feels. You want to you want to focus on the task at hand. I know what you mean. I it's a bit focus. I did this and I went to this, I traveled to this country and then I did this and then at a time when no one could go anywhere, it's a bit like, oh, great, lucky you. You know, it's, it's, I mean, I've been very fortunate in my life where I've connected with beautiful souls and I've seen the world and I've been exposed to so much truth and, and, and authenticity. And that is what right now is guiding me. If I, in, if I'm in able to help of, people. In terms of what you what you do um you were talking about you know plants and you know i know you work a lot with plants and just so people have a, a deeper understanding because i'm not sure that some people might not understand what a medicine woman is or a shaman is well i work with the the, the physical the emotional and the spiritual body so i receive a lot of people that are you know either fighting for their lives with cancer or they've gone through very traumatic experiences with abuse, either sexual, um, you know, people that, are, that have died in many ways. Either they've died on a physical level, emotional or spiritual level. And so my gift in this world is to be able to go back into their essence and, 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 and give them hope. What I'm able to transcend in that moment of my work, when I'm able to see people one-to-one -one, I have a there's a, a really beautiful ceremony that is done with rituals and and plants and with certain objects that awaken the spiritual body and the physical and emotional body and then with my hands I'm able to touch them and release any type of trauma or or energetic um, blockages and so it's something where it opens up their spiritual path and they're able to unveil their spirituality in a very beautiful, natural way because it's something that it's, you know, it doesn't just happen in that moment. It's something that is progressive and it, is, it, it takes you, your whole life to understand where you're going to be guided and what your purpose in this lifetime is and how to really heal from the trauma of abuse or or you know things that were out of your control as a child and then now because of the confinement of not being able to see people you know my journey in this lifetime has been beautiful because god has taken me all over the world and i've met so many people just being able to bring this medicine to them and and to help them work through their issues and they've allowed me to create that intimacy with them 
right now I'm confined like all of us. I mean, I'm still very blessed because I'm in New Mexico and I'm surrounded by mountains and, and nature and I still can feel that primal voice and that, that wildness inside of me. So I'm able to still connect with people via this uh, uh, instrument, this, technolo this technology, and I'm offering people distant healings. I've, I think you guys received just a little bit before we... I was just going to say, we were fortunate enough to receive a 10-minute uh, energy work from Chloe before we started recording, which totally, I mean, she's in New Mexico, we're here in London, and just felt that so strongly. It really, I felt my heart open, so thank you for that. Awesome. Yeah, it was lovely, actually, and I love, it took me into a really meditative place and when you were saying right come back into the room now I was like I don't I could probably just stay out here for a while <laughs> yeah it was lovely thank you it's amazing how it works um remotely I mean it's like quantum physics isn't it it just you can do something there that works over here it's just it's brilliant but that's also part of our process in in believing in in the abstract no like our spiritual journey it's our faith and what we we want to connect with right now all you know everything is being revalued in the sense of like what is truthful or not yeah so you know we have this kind of fad where everyone is very much into spirituality into yoga into meditation and it's all really beautiful this platform is but until we integrate it and understand what the truth of the of what we're doing the authenticity of of everything that we're incorporating in our lives. And this is the moment where we're being, you know, this is the exposure of, of like, okay, well, is this meditation really working for me? Or is I'm just following it because everyone else is following it? Yeah. Is this, you know, this way of eating, is it aligned with my body type? Is it really doing, you know, is it benefiting me or is it just another fad that I'm following? Yeah. The same with yoga, you know, like yoga is very, nurturing but there's different types of yoga and, and there's different body types and you know certain things can also be very okay. it's a time to really be conscious of, of what we need and not follow what everyone else is doing yeah you mean you can't just go and pick up spirituality like you get a coffee oh yes. i'm gonna have a bit of that to add into my life now <laughs> no. i'll have some mindfulness thank you very much <laughs> you know these are really beautiful words and affirmations to have so if for someone who doesn't understand this language and starts seeing a stone that says courage and if that frequency of that stone that has that word on it gives them some sense of hope yeah so be it yeah you know, there, there shouldn't be this kind of like elitism you know like being an elite of like i am much more spiritual yeah. i have achieved more i have worked harder than you no it's not something you're not it's you're you're where you're at you where you, you need to understand that you're this is if you're a beginning if you're in the middle if you're at the end it's you just have to accept that everything is in divine order and that you are right where you need to be but kind of leading on from that how so are you know the reason we do this podcast is to bring people information about health from every aspect, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual, and how to improve that in their lives. Um, so just by doing that, obviously, you know, we hope we are trying to offer that to the wider public, to whoever's listening. But at the moment, so many, you know, that 
there is a lot of waking up for sure and a huge amount of that I'm seeing but I'm also seeing the other side and the masses are still tending to be the masses and, and kind of feed into this fear from the mainstream media that worries me kind of how do we connect with those people who just kind of maybe need to hear it in a different way that's what I'm fine I guess I'm finding difficult and other people are finding difficult kind of how how can we stop feeding into this how can we help share this with everyone well if I'm understanding your question is more like I, I keep seeing this visual of like how you protect your family how you protect your children and the intake of information that they're being you know in order to keep them safe it's the same with the with an adult you know it's we need to be aware of what's going on we need to tap in into the reality the mainstream but it should not invade us and and consume us throughout the day yeah and we need to find other things that empower us if it's you know okay well i'm going to be baking i'm going to making this meal for my family uh, we're going to be listening to music now or what kinds of movies or, or kinds of books we want to read to our children or even to feed our own selves like what kinds of things we want to feed in into our auric field you know it's like that is when we become more empowered yes there will always be exterior noise and there will always be people trying to feed and control the masses with fear but if we detach ourselves from that and become more present with our own reality and empower that you think of this time as an incubation of like of self like we're going back into a cocoon and then in that cocoon we're nurturing ourselves, our body our mind and our spirit because in a couple of months we will be able to come out of that cocoon in a much stronger way because we've incubated and we've given ourselves all the nourishment in order to strengthen all of our physical emotional and spiritual body so when we're able to come back into life, we're completely transformed into this beautiful butterfly that has been able to access what it is to be patient, what it is to be connected, what it is to be mindful. It is also connected with the, the fear and the sadness and the grief that we've never been able to touch or, or go into because of not having time to, to honor that space, but also going into spaces where there's so much joy and, and and feeling alive again so yes we this moment is very challenging for all of us but at the same time it's a gift that the whole world is going through the same thing mm -hmm. so we yeah. cannot feel like oh why is this happening to me and not happening to them mm -hmm. we're all experiencing the same thing the same fears the same sadness the same joy the same frustrations and to be able to just acknowledge that's the only thing that for me is, is keeping me grounded and, and, and positive is knowing that we're all in this together. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and how do we help each other? When you're having a good day, then you help the person that is having the bad day. Mm. When you know that that person is not in a good place, you elevate them the way that they will elevate you when you need to have that place. When do we have the time to be vulnerable and ask for help? Mm. Yeah, and it's amazing that it's it's so much making us think about the community that you live in very closely. Like we have neighbours across the road 
we've been going over and we've spoken to them more in the last two weeks than we have in the last two years mm-hmm. you know like they'll be our friends now i can't wait for this to be over because they'll be coming here for dinner you know things like that is it's really amazing it just shows you that we've been so disconnected really mm-hmm. because of the way we've been living and flying and traveling and 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 working it's been too busy i think it's been we've been too busy and it's been exhausting i mean i i feel like oh my god I, I love this because I've just been so hectic for the last like 15 years or 20 years so I hope yeah maybe it's going to be people will after this kind of realize that they don't need so much or you know appreciate smaller things more yeah it's good definitely giving us gratitude do you think Chloe this is kind of a lesson from mother nature there's because there's a lot of that sort of talk well, going you on know, I, I don't think I think that there's many ways that Mother Nature has been trying to access humanity and, and say, okay, well, we need to, you know, be conscious of what we're doing to this earth. My thing is that, you know, we as humans, we think that we have all this power, but we cannot destroy something that is so powerful. That power can destroy us. Yeah. You know, in a swoop, you know, this disease was manifested by, by animals. These animals are able to survive with this disease. We as humans are not. Yeah, I, I think that's what I'm finding quite an interesting concept as well, that we think, like you say, we have all this power and we create this economy and this kind of capitalism, this consumerism. And just like that, we can be brought down, but the, the birds are still tweeting outside. The animals are still living. The trees are still growing. It's spring. Like you say, the flowers are blooming. Nature's continuing and it will continue to, to, to thrive and survive without us, even better without us actually. But um, we can just be brought down at the click of a finger. And it, I think it's a really important point for us to note and come away from this. Because my mum kind of said, because I said to my mum, oh, I hope that this, you know, people just continue with this gratitude, continue, you know, after all this is over, remembering the lessons that they've learned, maybe because we're noticing around here a lot of people are being a lot less wasteful because in London at the moment you know supermarkets are being bled dry um there's loads of things you can't get hold of you know simple things that were simple like eggs you know bread things like that can't get hold of in a lot of places and so I've reverted back to using cloth nappies and you know for my baby and just because I'm just thinking well you know I can't get nappies and great okay I'll just revert you know so and I said to my mum, oh, I just hope people continue on. And my mum said, well, you know, I'm not sure they will because, you know, people were like this in the war and then generations go on and, you know, they forget. And I said, but this, I feel like this is different because this has brought the whole of humanity to a halt. And I just really pray that people see the power of nature versus the power of humans. Well, I think that we all need there's a big lesson in the sense of like with you know globalization and this whole modern times of technology is that when it comes down to it what is going to allow us to survive is our knowledge of understanding nature Mm -hmm. you know we need to breathe the trees teach us to breathe we need to drink water and if we don't clean our water and if our water is contaminated then that is that is the biggest, you know, commodity is having clean water. Mm. And then also understanding that we can protect our bodies with a certain types of, of foods and we need to have access to those foods. 
if it means going back and gardening and understanding what farming, understanding the land. I mean, we've given so much of that, you know, connection to other people to, to, to you know, oh, I don't need to understand how to plant. I don't, I don't even under, I don't need to understand where this is coming from, from the earth or how to take care of a carrot or how to take care of a tomato or a piece of lettuce, you know, because I just go into the grocery store and find it. But then when we don't have access to it, then we think, my God, don't I wish I lived next to the land. Yeah. I wish I knew how to have my own orchard or, or, or to, to manifest all of that life force. And so what people are realizing is that, yes, you know, we've had access to traveling all over the world or being able to connect, you know, via on, on all of these uh, instruments of technology with phones and everything. But right now, that's not really serving anything. It's creating more anxiety. What is serving us is people that have access to farms that can, you know, have healthy chickens that are feeding us eggs, that are giving us milk, you know, people that are able to grow tomatoes, because all of that food is creating a healthy immune system. Yeah. And so if anything, the earth is teaching us, maybe we, should, we, we have to reconnect with our, with our ancestry. You know, we, we, we were born from this land and we will die back into the land. And so in order for us to feel safe and to feel empowered is to understand this land and to understand the earth that if we contaminate the water, we're contaminating us. If we contaminate the air, we're cont contaminating our lungs. Mm. If we're not taking care of, 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 our, uh, of our farms and the kinds of pesticides that we're using, we're contaminating ourselves. Mm. We are not separate from all of this. Mm. And so, you know, we as Western countries that are very privileged because we are, we have access of everything that most of the world does not have. So if we're understanding how to be more compassionate and, and, and aware of the luxury that we have, that we can just go into the shower without shutting our mouths because we're not, we're not gonna be scared of, of getting any type of amoebas or parasites, that we are fortunate that we can even just open the sink and put a glass of water in and drink that and not feel like, is this, is going to, am I going to get sick by this? The whole world suffers. Most of the world suffers by not having clean water. And so now we're all being put, we're all leveled out. We're all being connected in, 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 in more ways than we think. Mm -hmm. Because we understand that these elements are the most important thing in order to keep us healthy. And that we can provide for our families and loved ones. And so without having a healthy earth, we will not have a healthy society. Yeah, that's a, probably the truest statement. And it's funny, I feel so lucky because I live by, right by the park and by the big woodland. And it is really, that's, I think that's probably also really helped, helped in the last couple of weeks because you can just walk out and there's the trees, you know, and I feel very much for people that don't have the access to the, the nature. And I think that's probably what's, my, I guess people are not used to it, but it's, it's, it's hard not to have it. A lot of people live in uh, very urban environments when they're not when they're not given that access to the spring seeing the spring coming you know and i guess for people who can't now go into many parks and a lot of playgrounds and stuff are shut mm -hmm. it's it's yeah it's it makes you really appreciate that the nature doesn't it but you know it? the thing is is that i always tell people it's like you don't have to under i mean 
you understand the longing for nature. But even if you just have a plant in your house mm. and you're able to observe the, the, that, that, you know, yeah. I'm feeding a plant, I'm feeding myself. I'm watching this, this, this entity, this energy grow inside my house because it's growing with my energy. And to understand that just observing the green and the frequency of that color will also permeate a lot of joy and, and, and expansiveness inside of you. You don't need much to understand the power of nature. Yeah. Even if it's just having like the beautiful lilies that you have or like the flowers, it's like having that frequency in your house. The same way that when you have animals, you know, you create, there's a sense of peace. There's an interconnectedness of love within that being. It's the same with the plant kingdom. Yeah, my dog is loving the <laughs> my dog is loving the lockdown. He's getting like three walks a day. He's like, this is great. Wants to take him for a walk. They're, they're paying attention to me. Yeah. <laughs> um, another. So we're seeing a lot of, of we. I personally know of a few people who have sadly lost family members during this. So. What we're talking about here is a lot of the releasing the fear and seeing the beauty in it, but there are people who will not be able to see that right now. Um, mm -hmm. And I wonder how we navigate that, how we support them, how we kind of keep with our beliefs of all the things we've just spoken about while still understanding their grief. I mean, that's the thing that I feel very blessed being Mexican is that, you know, in our culture, we, we live very closely with death. We celebrate death, you know, we have a, a, a very different way of seeing when people pass. Yeah, you have that festival, don't you? Because I, I, that was one of my questions that I'd written down to ask you, because I think it's amazing that I, I was going to get, but I'll let you get onto that, sorry. Well, no, but you know, Dia de los Muertos is, is, is part of our culture, and, and just because the physical form is no longer a part of our lives, we have to understand that the spiritual connection is still there. And so how do we nurture that spiritual connection? And once again, you know, we have our rituals and we have our traditions and we have altars that we, that we put in place in order to activate that conversation with our loved ones that have passed. But then we start to recognize them and, and see them in nature, you know, you know, just being able to talk to them and not feel like, oh, just because I can't see them that I can't speak to them. Yeah, I don't and know whether people believe that in England as much as, like I know, I know that, I mean I do obviously, and Lauren does believe that when someone died, like my dad died, I can see, I can speak to him or I get a feeling of him if it's windy or, but I don't know that a lot of people in England really. But I think even if they do, even if they do, I think in this situation, I you know personally know people who have lost people and they're just going to be. It's you know it was so sudden and this virus came and okay I'm spiritual you know I believe in life after death and I believe that they're there but I wasn't ready to lose them I wasn't and that the anger behind I wasn't ready for this person who I love to be taken in the ambulance me not allowed to go with them die in the hospital alone because no one was allowed to be with them there's a lot of anger there you know so it's very much more than um, understanding you know, the kind of the spiritual side of it. Um, 
I think from your culture, people probably might be able to connect to that easier. And I mean, it's not even a cultural thing. It's like I lost my father and I lost my sister and I was very young when, when I lost my father and it felt like I was very angry at God and I, and, and I didn't really want to connect with him. And then when my sister was taken away from us, it was the same. I was like, well, if there's this man or this woman or this energy that's supposed to be so beautiful, why is it, why is it taking everything that I love away from me? So that was part of my process of, of reconnecting with my faith. Mm. You know, because the anger does steep in and it brings you into a place where you just remain very stuck. And so what you need to do in order to overcome that emotion of anger. I mean, anger is very valid. You need to have it. It's sort of like the, the, the pulse or the, 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 the driving force in order for you to go into a place of forgiveness and then to be detached and then to be able to understand the connection that you have with the deceased. But you cannot bypass any of those um, emotions like ang anger is, is, is very valid and it's also very much needed in order to be able to access the grief but then what happens is that okay well you have to be able to forgive and then you start going into a place where you can say well i'm grateful that at least the you had people that wanted to take care of the person that had passed you know and thank the the, the medical assistants and and the ambulance and the people driving and then you go into a place where you can go deeper into the compassion of, 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 of the situation. But I always tell people, you know, you cannot disconnect because what people try to do, they try to numb the, the anger and they try to forget the pain. Mm. And then that gets stored into the body and then it starts to create the disease. Yeah. So it's really important to honor the sadness, the anger, the grief that then transforms into forgiveness and then we're able to detach and go into a place of contemplation. But, you know, time does heal. It doesn't mean that you forget. I mean, there's not one day in my life that I don't think of my father and my sister and that I invoke them in my prayers and that I speak to them. Some days, you know, it's lighter and there's other days where I still cry like a little girl because I miss my father and my sister but I know that they're around me and I feed their memory. Yeah. You know, I don't like the fact that they died in, in situations that were painful and, and, and things, and, you know, I wish things were different for them, but I'm so grateful for the memories and for the love that I received and the lessons that they taught me in that lifetime that I had with them in that time. But I continue to honor their memory and I continue to feed their memory in everything that I do in my life. And no, it was not easy, you know, part of what, how I, the, the person that I became and, and what I'm able to do is also with the lessons of, of, of that kind of grief and pain and sorrow that I received at such a young age. And so, you know, for all the people that have, are losing loved ones or they're, it's out of their control and they're not able to connect with that, it's okay to be angry. It's okay to, to, to go into a room and just scream into a pillow or cry your heart out and, 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 and be mad at God. And, 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 but then you need to come back to yourself and understand that 
you have to heal you have to allow that that space for forgiveness and whenever that time is for you it, it doesn't have you don't have to rush the process because we're so used to like oh we need to get over this now i need to get on with my life i need to be able to you know to to be a pillar of strength for this person and that person we you we can all balance everything but we also have to honor what we feel in that moment and not feel like we have to rush the process that is really important and in mexico at the moment it's so i know you're not in mexico i know you're in in america oh, but i just left i was in my country oh <laughs> so i wonder if you were just that are people because of people's acceptance um and deeper understanding of death are they less fearful of this virus no the thing is i wonder is if there's less fear then therefore there's less people catching the virus based on the fear you know i my thing about mexico is that you know because we are a developing country and there's a lot of, of poverty you know people are so used to dying without having a, pan a pandemic but that without having this type of disease you know people die because of malaria people die because of dengue people die because they don't have clean water because they don't have you know uh, access to medicine or to doctors or so their belief you know i don't know how to explain it to you it's not that they're not affected by this it's just they're they're not as fearful as 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 the western world because they have nothing to lose mm. and it's and it's a more daily normal occurrence yeah whereas here we're a bit sort of clinical and everything's kind of sanitized and kept i mean the hand sanitizer thing here is just it's crazy um, i mean when you see people in my country the way that they live like especially like where i'm from in yucatan you know it's like they live in huts mm. And they and they survive on and with a with a little fire and they sleep in hammocks and they you know they have they're scared that they're gonna be get bitten by scorpions and and but they know the antidotes they understand the trees they understand the plants they understand the bees they understand everything because they have their medicine in order to to survive you know in a way what has killed our communities is more the western you know having coca-cola and, and, and the increase of of food that is creating more diabetes and and it's like if they continued living their way of life the way that they always did connected to the land and and, and their ways of being they wouldn't be they, they wouldn't be as affected as they are now i mean there are kind of a war against our our humble communities is more you know Coca-Cola, potato chips, like all of this kind of like food that is creating obesity and, and, and diabetes in, in these communities. Mm. And so many studies have been done over the years on indigenous tribes and indigenous peoples and what happens when they eat the diet of their ancestors and of their land. And then what happens when those same tribes are put on kind of these modern westernized diets and how they get sick and how they're more susceptible to certain things that are going around where before on their original kind of um indigenous diets they weren't as susceptible um so yeah and, and, and perhaps this is all a lesson for us to to take heed of the going back to basics and the learning from our ancestors and i'm certainly feeling that certainly feeling 
you know, that's so. going back to basics. Even the, even the, you know, even the mainstream media now is talking about things to boost your immunity, and you know, it's definitely that consciousness of 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 needing to make yourself well because of things like this virus. I think is is actually really hitting people, which is amazing, really, because you know, that's we 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 haven't been encouraged to know how powerful we are and how how healing our bodies are, that the, the mainstream, the medicine has not really talked about that very much. It just concentrates on fixing things, which is incredible as well. But it's really nice that people are really having, like my mother-in-law is like, oh, you know, I've just heard from a doctor, you need to take green tea extract and zinc. And I'm like, wow, great. Normally she'd be telling me I should have antibiotics. It's like, so it's really, that is, that's a good thing that maybe will come out of this is people will really re remember that they have got these powers to look after themselves better. A lot of people I know have stopped smoking as well, which is huge. That's good, yeah. Well, I mean, because the thing is, it's like this is the, the disease that's affecting our lungs the most, which is also associated with grief and sadness. Yeah. You know, so not only on a physical and emotional, like we are being put to a test where it's it's like, okay, well, we're not only are we grieving for what we're losing, but if we if we don't preserve the 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 life force within our lungs, like how are we going to be able to process anything? Mm. You know, yeah. we always think about the liver. We think about all of the you know we have to detox this, we have to detox that. But the lungs carry the emotional support of grief, and if we don't nourish the lungs and if we don't take care of our lungs and we're not taking care of the emotional part of our life that supports grief and sadness and it allows us to go through this without any type of anger and resentment mm -hmm. and so for people to consciously or subconsciously know that okay i need to give this up because i don't want to feed into the destructiveness of of, of not protecting my lungs i mean there's still people that because you know it's addictive and, and tobacco is addictive it's hard for them to to stop but even if they're thinking i'm gonna smoke less that's already such a beautiful manifestation of the will of wanting to survive mm -hmm. and to protect what is sacred within ourselves yeah do you i was going to ask you what what do you do as a healer when you're working with people and um, helping people what do you do for yourself to kind of protect yourself or sort of you know recoup your own energies what 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 would you what do you do i mean i have i have like a lot of my prayers that were given to me to protect my my spiritual body and my connection but then i also have my plants that i bathe with and i have you know salt and i have all of these different uh, ceremonies that i do in order to ground my medicine and to continue to to be able to serve people and to to access that uh, energy for myself and for them. You know, I know I didn't want to talk about my upbringing and all of that, but it's 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 something. You know, I didn't choose to become this woman. You know, I was born in a very privileged uh, upbringing. My 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 father was a politician and. I, I grew up in a in a very privileged way to see the world. And so when I decided 
I mean, as a young girl, I had these gifts. I could hear voices. I had all these different things that were happening inside of me, but I had no one teaching me. I had no one allowing me to become who I was supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And it was only until I turned 25, 26, when I was going through my spiritual unveiling, that I left everything that I knew that was comfortable and, and part of my education in order to embark on this journey of self-exploration. And so part of that self-exploration is being able to access and understand that you cannot lose faith and you have to have courage and strength, even in the unknown. You know, to walk away from things that feel secure, that feel um, that are part of your existence because socially it's acceptable or because your family, you know, has sort of given you a platform that feels safe and, and, and it, there's a certain expectance of like what you need to become within that, with the education that they give you and access to the world and languages and, and travel. And I'm so grateful for everything that I have received in my lifetime. But I knew that I had a higher calling and that my connection to the earth was something that I needed to experience in a deeper way. Mm-hmm. And part of that is being able to have faith that you are being guided in the direction that you need to be guided in. Mm-hmm. That is my guiding force, you know. When I work on people, you know, I do things, like I do perform exorcisms and I am releasing entities from bodies and I am helping people go through process of death, if it's spiritual, physical. You know, I am working in a very surreal environment, but it is, it is also part of my truth. And the thing that keeps me, con- you know, aware and, 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 and connected is my faith in the unknown. And that, that is my strongest protection. You know, I can do all of my ceremonies, I can do all of my prayers, I can do all of my rituals, which are really beautiful because it connects me to the truth and the authenticity of the plant or of the object. But my guiding force and the thing and the person and the, and the energy that protects me is my faith and yeah. that communion that I have with the divine. So it's a yeah. trust, a trust that you're doing the right thing or you're in the right place. And, yeah. You know, I mean, when I, let, when I let go of everything that I thought was important in my life, like I had no direction besides my heart and my voice of knowing that there was something stronger that was guiding me. Do your family and, support you now with it? Because you've obviously been doing this for what, quite a long time now. Yes. No, they do. At the beginning, they thought I was, you know, they thought they had lost me. I mean, I'm, I'm, four, I'm going to be 45. And right. so it's been already like 20 something years, no? Of this spiritual quest and, and work. At the beginning, you know, they thought, oh my God, you know, she's lost in that, in that world, you know. But... The thing is, is I didn't have to prove anything to anyone but myself. Yeah. But you do come from quite a diverse um, background anyway. So, because I I think I heard you say your grandmother was Cherokee. So my grandmother, Hazel, she's my spiritual guidance. Uh, She was Cherokee Indian and I have my whole Mexican descent. So there's a lot of kind of spiritual understanding there to begin with anyway or was it not like that because it was more kind of westernized anglicized approach well the thing is with my grandmother you know she was they were very poor 
and uh, when it, it was, you know, in a way that she was, she, she sort of, it's not that she rejected that part of herself, but, you know, growing up in the United States and being part of society, I think she had to hide that side of herself mm-hmm. during the times, during that time. So when I was born, I think that connection just, like that was our secret language. Like she was the one when I would spend my summers with her, would teach me about plants and, you know, gardening and listening to the animals. And, but, you know, in a way that she made it sound like a fairy tale. Wow. What amazing memories to have. Oh no, she's, I mean, my grandmother is the, the, my guiding light. She's the woman that if I am who I am is in big part due to her. Yeah. It's funny because I, I, I read a lot of, I love magical realism and kind of these books set in South America. And so everything you're saying that might sound strange, you know, these exorcisms or these kind of, you know, really spiritual journeys. I just, I feel like I'm embedded in one of these books right now. <laughs> listening. Well, to because it, it is part of a reality, you know, that a lot of writers were able to capture. Yeah. It was, you know, Isabel Allende or Félix oh, yeah. Márquez or, yeah. and that's also the beauty of our, of our culture is that we have we you know because i my background i was a painter and, and that's what i studied when i was uh, in college and everything and that's sort of you know my my connection to to the divine started as a very young you know with my art but it, i was always drawn to the surrealist and i always loved how they were able to incorporate different elements and imagery to create this this world and one of the writers that really spoke to me when I was a teenager was a, a French surrealist called André Breton. And he always said there was two countries that are surreal without trying to be surreal. And that's Mexico and Haiti. Wow. And, you know, I just thought how funny that I am Mexican and my aunt, my mother's uh, sister, she ended up living in Haiti oh. and having one, you know, one of the most beautiful art galleries. So I spent many, many years going to Haiti and, and, and being part of the voodoo uh, ceremonies and understanding their culture as well. And, you know, I just, I, looking back at my life, saw how exposed I was, you know, to ceremonies and medicine people and art and literature. You know, my, both my uncles in Mexico were, were, one was a very prominent writer and the other one was a, a painter and that broke away from the muralist movement and they started this movement called the ruptura and so you know part of our language was being exposed to a lot of intellectuals and writers and painters and that also gave a really strong nourishment for creativity and understanding that language of of uh, the divine through art which yeah. was you know, if it was painting or music making or writing and it's all connected. You know, we're all alchemists. We're all, you know, women, men, is we have this creative voice that needs to be let out. There's people that access it in a way that is more freeing. But then when, you know, when everyone has access to that voice, that's why it's so beautiful to see children when they don't care, when their mind is not like, is this perfect? Is this drawing perfect? Yeah. You know, it's like being in that space of freedom and expansiveness. Like, that's what I always wanted in my life. You know, with all the things that I was exposed to and, you know, the beauty or the order, the, 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 the community or the, 
intellectual nourishment like i just always wanted to be free and my spirituality and my work gives me that freedom if it's traveling and seeing people and connecting with souls if it's being contained in one space but being able to connect this way and have a language of love like i all i've ever wanted or ever or what inspires me is is that language of love i think that's the message that's kind of the takeaway here and um what you said a bit earlier about trust in the unknown because how i felt and how i know a lot of people are feeling is it's the unknown you know right now it's we don't know when we're going to be allowed out we don't know when our businesses are going to be able to bounce back if they will be able to bounce back we don't know if we're going to know more people who are going to suffer and are going to the unknown but listening to you talk about kind of this trust in the unknown um i think that's a really good takeaway and this kind of you know this love language that you speak about and, and that really is the message of the episode and i'm so happy that we've just flowed so beautifully and so organically into that because that's what people need to hear right now so thank you it's oh, exciting isn't it? It's, the unknown is exciting as well. It's like, wow, what is going to happen? It's kind of like, you know, a lot of people find anxiety and, and excitement seem to be kind of like quite similar frequencies because sometimes I feel myself getting really like, oh, this is really exciting. I think, oh my God. But it's, it's, you know, it's like the very similar vibe. Tilly's a very um, particular kind of person who's able to deal with most that gets thrown her way. But thank God that there's people like that. Absolutely. I always say that to her. There has to be people like her and people like me and people in between. And it's funny because, though, you know, you I are fearless and you want to, and you just allow, you see how effortless it is to, to jump in the unknown. Yeah. And yeah. we need people to inspire us that way. The way that we need people that are also going to be more rooted and grounded and think about it and think, well, is this safe? Should I be doing this? Why am I worried so much? Like, this, is this responsible? Like, we need a balance of all of those energies. The way that we need the dreamers and we need the alchemists and we need the, you know, we need, we live in a world where we need, all of our gifts are embraced. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we do this thing at the end of our show. We didn't even warn you about it yet, but we always do this little thing of what are you into this week? And obviously we're in a really strange time. So our what are we into's might be related to that, but it's anything. It could be a food, an object, a type of relaxation technique, a supplement, you know, anything at all. Um, so we just kind of each week say... Yeah, anything that we've kind of been into that's kind of helped us that week I guess isn't it it's like what we've really enjoyed or and I'm sure you have lots of lovely things that you do so <laughs> yeah so uh, do you want a second to think about it or have you got a couple well, I mean the thing that has given me great pleasure is is going back into the kitchen and and, and being able to become an alchemist again you know if it's with uh, with food and, and flowers and plants and creating different types of tinctures and and infusions and, and healing honeys. I mean, that I haven't had that time to connect with, with my medicine in so many years, you know, because I'm always traveling or I'm on a plane or I'm, you know, in a different country or, so to be able to just be in a place where I can find all of, you know, I have, I have access to pine so I can make pine medicine i have access to right now the dandelion so i'm doing all of the dandelion honeys oh, with the flowers and it's been really magical to connect again with that with 
the essence of nature and the medicine of nature. It's been so healing for me. It's been grounding me and just giving me so much love and support and nourishment. And baking, I have to say. It's like, <laughs> I have a newfound respect for almond flour. Yes, oh, it's amazing. I use it for everything. Almond flour and date sugar. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I'm obsessed. I use date syrup in everything everything i mean <laughs> yeah i love it even even in my in, so i have this uh, the mushroom coffee yes. and um i have it with a with a with some almond milk and a squirt of date syrup and that's my treat for my day like that's my thing that i look forward to when my baby goes to sleep <sighs> yeah <laughs> but this that leads on for quite nicely to mine because my thing that i'm into this week is plants mm -hmm. um and just really i said to my husband when I'm in the park, because I'm taking the kids to the park every day, we've got two parks near us, one that's like really open um, and fields and different trees and really taking time now to notice the nature. And I've got this app on my phone. Um, it's the National Trust and they help you recognize which tree is which. Mm -hmm. So trying to help my son and me, because I don't know, you know, I want to know. And I've always been... I, when I was first diagnosed with arthritis, when I was two, the first thing my mum did was she took me to a spiritual healer and a herbalist. So it's always been in my life, but I've, I, I love herbs and learning, but I don't know. You should be taking Boswellia. Are you taking Boswellia? Um, as in frankincense? Yes. Yes, yeah. Yeah, I take it daily. I have it daily and I have lots of, yeah, I um, take it internally. I take it um, topically. I yeah. it around the house. Does that work too? <laughs> yeah you but you burn it don't you I, I, I that smells amazing as well but no so we've just been I've been learning about you know the types of trees and um it's just I feel so much more connected to nature and I feel like I'm helping my children become more connected to nature simply because I've got the time to do that now with them so that's my thing what are you into Tilly Oh, okay. So I wrote down loads of things, didn't I? I was like, wow, I'm into this now. But I suppose the thing, the thing that has been the biggest thing for me this week has been the play aspect. And like, um, because of being at home with the kids, like playing, we've been playing card games, we've been playing Trivial Pursuit. We've been, I know it's really funny because I, I'm the oldest in my little family here. So the, the game that I always win actually is Trivial Pursuit because I just know more because I'm just older. <laughs> So good, but um, and the card games, the kids are like so quick. I'm like, they're like, oh come on, mommy, come on, haven't you learned it yet? I'm like, oh god, but um, but yeah. So I think for me, the 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 games as a, a new thing in our in our family that I think we'll carry on with after this, because you know you always think, oh, one day we'll go on holiday and we'll have time to sit down in the evening and we'll play card games and it'll be really nice. And then you go on holiday and you don't do that. You go and drink or you go out or you have dinner and you know. But actually, it's this. We have really done that. We're really doing that now, and it's really, um, yeah, it's a really lovely side of um, of, of of a community is the play, you know, and it's really <coughs> bringing us a lot of um, a lot of joy and a lot of uh, getting to know each other as well, which is quite funny because you kind of see how people are when they're playing. So yeah, I guess that's my um, thing. And that, that kind of aspect of playfulness bringing us back to being children and. I think that's so important and so such a lovely thing for us to be able to do right now to kind of connect to our inner child. And you know, and I think laughter as well, like there've been some really funny, people have been doing some really funny things and sending funny videos and stuff. And I think that the, you know, have been able to laugh uh, as well is, uh, and I guess when you're playing the games, you have, a, we have really, we laugh quite a lot. So that's kind of, 
it's really healthy too you know it makes you feel makes you feel better doesn't it it's good 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 endorphins good for your whole oh laughter is so necessary i mean i think we cannot take ourselves too seriously in anything that we do you know i think the moment we can laugh at ourselves and laugh at a situation and and laugh with others it's that's the most beautiful medicine that 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 we have yeah sure it's free too right all these things that we just we don't need to work to get (laughs) yeah at all no, Chloe, thank you so, so much. I mean, we are so grateful that you've taken the time to be with us all the way from New Mexico and just shower us with all your gifts and all your amazing energy and inspiration. And I'm sure it's going to bring some huge, um, you know, expansion to lots of people. Mm-hmm. And so people I'm want just to- happy that we were able to connect this way. I find it so beautiful yeah. when, we, when we get to... When I come to London, oh, I can't wait to meet you, girl. Uh, please, please come. When we're all alone now. Hug each other. To hug each other. Yeah. Uh, that would be so special. People, if people want to um, get in touch with you, then it's the best way through your Instagram. I saw that you do you do a bit of Instagram. Is that, and you have a website and stuff. So I have a website, but I think the Instagram, the link, it goes straight into uh, my email. So I'm able to, uh, able to respond to people because it goes straight it's it's sort of like it accesses but if not everyone's on instagram i also have a website okay so it's nomadic songlines right yes dot com well we're gonna put that in the show notes but um we hope to see you in london with us one day and for the time being we hope we will keep in touch with you and keep being able to benefit from your beautiful gifts so thank you so much you guys are so beautiful for putting this platform together and empowering everyone Thank you so much. Thank you. It's really? so lovely to speak to you. Sending lots of love. Bye. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Healthy Happy Home. We're so grateful to every single one of you who chooses to press play. Please connect with us over on Instagram at Healthy Happy Home Podcast. We have a heap of amazing giveaways and discounts. And remember to use the hashtag Elevation Nation. And if you enjoy our show, why not tell your fellow elevators about us or people who you think could benefit from each episode message. Rating, reviewing and subscribing to Healthy Happy Home will also help other people to find us so that we can grow our Elevation Nation. Thank you to Mega Home Water Distillers for sponsoring this season of Healthy Happy Home. Head over to megahome-distillers.co.uk to learn more about the most reliable and efficient home drinking water distiller on the market and to benefit from a 5% discount as a listener of Healthy Happy Home by using the code HHH5 at checkout. Thank you to Megahome.